Not anymore. I'm trying to save a friend. A friend who saved me. I have something for you now. We have a deal? Welcome to Fear Me. Stuart and Scott. Welcome to another episode of the Fear Me podcast. This is episode 132, where we get to talk all about Rick Grimes. And some other stuff. And Rick Grimes. And mainly Rick Grimes. And yeah, Rick Grimes. Sure. sure. <laughs> and the people that were around Rick Grimes that got left out of the Rick Grimes story. Yes. yes. Okay. Yes, out of the exactly. memories. Yeah. So how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, fantastic after this week's episode. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited to talk. Are you? Yeah. Well, thank God she's never excited to talk, so that's oh, a good whatever. thing. And we got a new setup. You know, there's that saying, don't cry over spilt milk, but I was <laughs> crying after both of our laptops got fried because milk got spilled all over them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now we have a new computer and we are recording. We're back up yes. and running. Yes. We made and it happen. early and early. This is surprising. I thought we were going to have to delay, but this, well, this episode got to... was too important. I think we well, need to talk about that. Well, it's that and also the elections tomorrow night. Uh, and we all true. really yeah. want to uh, yeah. see what's going on with the return. So we decided to jump ahead and get on top of this quick. Unfortunately, it means that um, we didn't get to do our usual watch it a second time. Well, Kim did, but Stu I did. and I didn't. Yeah. Um, and this one would have been worthwhile to see a second time for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I really wish I'd been able to delve into it a little bit, but... Uh, but we're going to go anyway. It's fine, because then you can just talk about like your actual emotions that happened right there when it when you saw it the um, first time. Um, Kim, we're mm. guys. Yes, we don't you don't have emotions. I have some emotions. emotions. Scott is completely devoid of emotion. I am. Stop it! Well, yeah. you, you have to hit his hand with a hammer. I know. Exactly. And then you get something. But It's usually laughter. Since we do talk about this like so in depth, like we try to watch it twice, and when I watch it the second time, I kind of forget like how I felt when scenes were actually playing out, the excitement and all that stuff. You don't ever have that happen. Well, when I watch it the first time, that's actually all I get. Then the second time, I'm actually trying to go through and like look for detail. Well, you know, I know like, that's what, what I do right. too. Yeah. Yep. But right. I don't write that emotion down. No, no, no. But no, the no. no, no. But a lot of times, though, what's funny about it is that. I find myself on a lot of occasions, the first time through watching it, I some a lot of times I don't like it as much as until I go through the second time. Same. And that's where I really get a feel for all the pieces that are being played in the in the episode. Yeah. So. But I think with this one, it's it was so over the top, awesome. Yeah, I did. I had a hard time finding any many flaws with this, even even with. Um, like you would you'd suspect it to be a little bit more confusing with them jumping between dream states and stuff like that, right. but it played really well. I thought so. Well, you know, one thing one thing we always talk about with the show is our problems with our um, suspense of uh, believability, and I, I I think it's it's I I was thinking about this today. I really think a lot of that has to do with the fact that. If the rest of the show isn't as good, that really bothers me. 
but there was several times in this one where you had to suspend believability and or suspend disbelief i mean because because there were several points but the the fact that the rest of the story was so good and all you didn't mind yeah it's when we've had some of these episodes with the bad writing and then they have so they have that those pieces in there that you they really stand out as being stupid yeah. It was uh, yeah, it was a very rich uh, story to it. But before we get to the rich story, what rich mm-hmm. beer are you drinking right now? Um, I'm drinking the one that you gave me when I came to visit the uh, Goodnight Oh uh, Imperial Red IPA. Yeah, and and it's delicious with a serious pop to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm actually working on my second. Not of these. I had this one earlier, and it's definitely. Uh, I'm definitely feeling it. Good. <laughs> um, I'm, I think I might have a good night. All right. You will yeah. have a good night. And then you'll good go night. good night. It's from uh, Oscar Blues Brewery out of Colorado. Yeah. Um, usually do make some really good stuff. No, it's a very, it's a nice uh, little malty uh, IPA, but um, um, but yeah, it's definitely got some pack. Yeah, it does. It does. And in fact, I think we had the, um, the Grim Creeper during Halloween yes. when we were walking around with the kids, and that one is... Uh, imperial ipa as well and that's nine percent yeah is, that'll that'll yeah that'll make you very tired it was a fun halloween let me just say it was nice yeah nice do you remember it yeah um okay i was told it was a fun halloween we have it nice have we recorded since halloween uh no no, oh. we recorded right before. And in fact, oh. we yeah, we didn't even say happy halloween. Yeah, happy halloween yeah, everybody. Yeah, we forgot. <laughs> Goodness! Yeah. Happy post Halloween. Yes. Yeah, it's and, been a good week. Right. And what right. do we have? So I we so are. So give me what you're drinking. Elysian Dayglow IPA. It is out of Elysian Brewing Company from Seattle, Washington, and Fairfield, California. It I like it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I think it's good. It's, it's got not, a bit sweetness to it. Yeah. Tropical flavors. It doesn't stand out as a, like a, a an awesome IPA or anything to me. No. But the label does have a Bengal tiger on it that is shooting laser beams out of its eyes. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, I mean, so it really doesn't matter how it tastes. No, but that's why I bought it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately they're one of the breweries that got bought by uh, Anheuser-Busch and Anheuser-Busch really has taken them over from what I understand. Whatever goodness they have will probably be washed out. But at least it still has a tiger with lasers shooting out of its eyes. Yeah, the tiger and the lasers, yeah. you got to go with that. Yeah. Okay. We are here. <laughs> okay. We're here all night. We're here all night, and we already started getting into it because we're that excited. We are. Yes. I, I yes. think I can safely say that all three of us are super excited about this episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to cover mm-hmm. The Walking Dead Season 9, Episode 5, What Comes After. And... Mm-hmm. This is Rick Grimes' last episode. And dare I say, Anne's last episode. Yes, it's in quotations, Rick Grimes' last episode. Yes, well, Skimp- Skimple. Skimple said... <laughs> that is, that's a good nickname for him. Yeah, I like that. Of Skimple. Skimple says that it is, so we'll see. Yeah, he says it is, but there are other... Rick Grimes isn't going away. No, we know that, but he said it's the last right. episode that he will ever be on. For the Walking Dead, right? But the right, it's because they're doing a spinoff thing. But that also means, I mean, or does it may mean that is this the end for Jadis as well? Then that's what I was asking. Yeah, I don't think we're going to see her again. Yeah, there's. I mean, unless she and nobody talked about that. 
I think we'll see her in the standalone movies that come out later mm-hmm. on. She'll be. In Anyways, that. it was a great episode and um, shocking. Um, I, I guess that more towards the end with the this time jump that's going to happen uh, is it mm-hmm. really is kind of a, you know re-energizing of the entire storyline to me. And, Holy cow! Yeah, man. I mean it's that was, but but the episode itself was great. And again, like I was saying, it, it even though there was all that jumping between, you know, are you in dream state or are you? Is he actually fighting off walkers at this point? Are people actually coming to help him or are they not? I thought it it worked really well, and it was entertained through the entire. I mean, it was it was awesome, and we did not. I didn't get to see it a second time, but like you said, Scott, I'm definitely going to watch it a second time because it was that good. Oh, yeah. It was really. I mean, I tell you what, guys. I mean, to me. Uh, the Walking Dead is cool again. Yeah. I don't know where this show came from. Uh, this is not the same show we've been watching. This is, this, the last four episodes leading up to this have been the best that The Walking Dead, I think, has ever been. This, and the, the episode last night was the best. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just ridiculous. The, the production values are so much better. I mean, uh, you know, the writing, the music, the acting, the camera work, the cinematography are shockingly better than they've been. Yeah. And, you know, it's like a whole new series. And I guess it is, really. It's, it's going to be like a whole new mm-hmm. series, I guess. The two running plots were extremely well written and both had a surprising conclusion to them. Yeah, I should probably be a little ticked off at AMC for leading us on about Rick Grimes is going away. Yeah, no, I love it. But I'm very happy to have Rick still there. I, I, I actually am happy about that. And Kim, I got to say, you were correct. Thank you. You Thank said, you. you said, Kim, you said that he would not die. We are taping he right now. He did not die. So, oh, we so could, yeah, yes. we could put that on a loop. Excellent. Where Scott just is saying you're correct like over and over and over Thank again. Thank you. Yes, yes, thank yes, you. yes. Thank you. You can thank actually you. put it on loop when he comes to visit, uh-huh. and you can play it to him. It'll be my doorbell <laughs> and my ringtone. <laughs> yes, how about that? Kim, about that? you are correct. Merry Christmas, thank Kim. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. You're going to get a lot of use <laughs> out of that one. Well. <laughs> that'll, that'll be a, a thing you'll stick in every once in a while. Just plug it in there. Kim is right. Get a little sound bite. Especially when you guys are having an argument. <laughs> yes. That is a perfect Kim is idea. Right. That is awesome. Well. Kimmy, what'd you think, hon? This episode had a very real chance to be super cheesy and to go the mm-hmm. exact opposite way that we wanted it to go. And it did not. And I'm really excited about that because, of course, I was thinking about the episode with Tyrese when he goes through a very similar Right. Thing. Progression. Progression, yes. Towards his death. But even it was even better than that because I love that they brought back... Gosh, you know, when they brought Scott Wilson on the... Oh, my Mm -hmm. God. I about Mm -hmm. lost it on that one. To bring back people that really meant a lot to Rick, like John Bernthal. Like, that was amazing to have people like that come back on the show. Right. And, of course, Sasha, too. So. Yeah, but that, you know what? I got that's the only one I kind of got to call a little bit of a, a red flag on. I don't remember Sasha being that close to Rick. I mean, Shh. of all the characters that they could be bringing back with Glenn and and Carl and and them, I I don't think of Sasha as being one that was like a a influence on Rick. She was an influence on were. Rick. She she wasn't very close to him in terms of relationships, but. She was the one who always had... She became the Herschel. Like, she was the one who... 
um, was the guiding light towards what kind of decisions needed to be made in the group. You think so? I do. Was it? Okay. Do you think it was more? She became more important also because she sacrificed herself. Yes, she sacrificed herself for the greater good, which is what she told him. Or, or, or this... could it be the oh, okay. the cynic in me that says that she was available? No, she's doing Star Trek. She's not available. So what? She's in. She's in hiatus from that. They're not making that right now. So what? No, you're crazy. No, what is surprising though is that she got beamed over. Carl was not. In the episode, she kept beamed over. That's that's right. actually really good, Stuart. Well, it's quick. It's a quick way to travel. And she was kind of like in a surreal mm-hmm. galaxy yes. type yep. thing. Um, but anyways, yeah. So Chandler Riggs didn't make an appearance. Where is he? No. Of yep. all the people, that was a weird. Evidently, one. he was busy. And same with Glenn. I mean, I think Glenn would have been hugely important to be in there. I would have rather seen Glenn in that position than Sasha, just because I think Glenn was much more of an influence on Rick than than she was and glenn was for years the moral compass of the group mm-hmm. yes and he was the first person that uh, that that rick encountered yes. out of anybody right so yeah that would have been a good one i, I, I mean have an, I, I mean i honestly do believe that probably they just couldn't get him steven yen at mm-hmm. that time um, he's been filming and, a lot of stuff right so, now right because i can't imagine if they had any chance of getting him in there that they wouldn't have had him on there Mm-hmm. And the same with same with Carl. I'm sure Carl would have been on there if it was doable. I mean, I, I jokingly say Sasha was available, but I really do think that Sasha fell into that spot because she was available. But they still had some voiceovers, too, like Abraham mm-hmm. and Beth had a voiceover. Yep. I heard Lori mm-hmm. was supposed to have a voiceover, but I don't remember hearing her voice. No. Um, unless it was when he met up with um, John Bernthal's character. Yeah. Oh, I think so. I think I did yeah. hear her voice. You heard Lori? I think so. I think we. Yeah. Well, I, I know think... they talked about. it. I mean, I thought it was hilarious when he talked that that conversation. Who talked was great. about it? Who actually talked about it? I heard it online. Oh, okay. No. I just I just thought it was great that uh, um, the the question of whose child Judith is. Oh, that was, was hilarious. Discussed was great. Uh, and Berenthal, you know. That guy is always going to play an asshole. I, I swear to God, I don't care what part he has. He from the Punisher to to Shane to whatever. He always plays an asshole. Yeah, yeah. Was he um, was he that much of an asshole in The Walking Dead at the start? Yeah. Oh, yes. at the start, yeah. Well, yeah, he yeah. Was he was cynical at the start. Yeah, he was cynical, but he was but a he little wasn't... bit more. Um, I mean, I guess un- under Rick's thumb a little bit more. Yeah, he didn't become Rick a real jerk until the whole relationship was revealed. He, he became a lot angrier yeah. later on. Because I definitely saw um, Punisher in, in this one more than, yeah. than I saw Shane. The coolest but was I, I when... I don't know if it was just that I didn't remember because it's been nine well, years. Well, that was the Shane... That was the Shane... That was the, the Shane later. Yeah. I mean, that was the Shane from... Uh, not the early Shane, but the later Shane. And I think, I think that was kind of the point is that was the Shane from even though they were sitting in the car in the police car looking at the wreck that had gotten Rick shot in Rick was his old self he was he was not the younger Rick and and Shane was the Shane of when he died I think I think that's you know because Shane Shane became so much more cynical and so much more uh jealous of Rick and so forth that uh but I did think it was great that they kind of came to a understanding now, of course, all this is in Rick's head, so Rick came to an understanding <laughs> yeah. with Rick. But, I mean, the starting point. out with the hospital, that was great when he's talking yes. to himself in the bed 
and just the yeah, he's telling himself to get up. Yeah, and the transitions between you know his dream uh state and what's going on with him dealing with the actual walkers. Mm -hmm. That Uh was incredible. That was really well done. Well, that's what I was gonna say is that when he was in the car with Shane and Shane rears back and then goes into his face and he's like, "Wake up!" and then all of a sudden they switch scenes and there's Uh a walker in his face. Perfect. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and I thought even the one with with old Rick and new Rick, or young Rick. I mm-hmm. mean, because he tells young Rick to wake up, get mm-hmm. out of bed. And by the time the end of the scene comes around, young Rick yells at him to wake up. Yeah. Because because the walkers are coming. Mm-hmm. And then he and then he extricates himself from that rebar. I still don't know how. He, that's, that's one of those um, suspend the disbelief things, is how he would be able yes. to pull himself off of that. I because, I mean, that. you're... I mean, it's going... Through what the uh, below his rib cage, yeah, but it's going man. through like his liver and his. Yeah, and I mean, so you forth. know how many muscles you'd be using that are actually pierced mm-hmm. by that rebar to try and pull yourself up off of that. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it was not believable, but I, I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't going to die on that slab. No, of course not. Of course not. But then, of course, you've also got your horse that spooked that kicked him off yeah. onto that but it did not leave during this entire time <laughs> yeah it was no, never it didn't. spooked and until it... the very last scene again mm. yes it always exactly. hung around but i think the I other think it was just saying i'm sorry about that <laughs> maybe like i'm here for you man but the other cool thing do that part. about his wound with the, where the rebar is is that they said um i mean that is the it's the exact location where he was shot in season one episode mm. one ah, okay ah, i didn't realize that interesting yeah so they could have okay. actually ended the entire series and just been like, this entire thing was a dream. Well, that was oh. the speculation. <laughs> like Bob Newhart. That was exactly. the speculation a few years ago that that's how they were going to end the whole thing. Mm. And that people were pretty up in arms about that whole idea. Well, it's already been done. Yeah, it's yeah, been yeah. done to death. Yeah. That would have been lame. And it, death, listen, literally. they stole the whole beginning. I mean, they stole the whole beginning of this damn thing from 28 Days Later. When you wake up oh, in a right. hospital after the after it all came back, you can't end it on someone else's storyline either. Well, it was also interesting on The Talking Dead, Andrew Lincoln was talking about how they actually were going to end it in season eight when he was underneath the tree and he was wounded. Yeah. That was supposed to be his death scene. And he decided that he had a little bit more to do on the show, and so he wanted to come back and finish it out the right Yeah, way. I'm glad they didn't end it that way, even though I did think it was a little silly that he didn't kill Negan at that point. Mm-hmm. But but anyway, yeah, Rick does a lot of dreaming. He was doing dreaming at that time, too, remember? Yeah. Thinking thinking into the past. And he's got rage dreams <laughs> and <laughs> depression dreams. Oh, and... we heard Morgan's voice. That's what it was at the very beginning. When he oh, said, what right. kind of wound right, do you right. have? And yep. that was uh, that was from the first season as well, when he yep. first encountered Rick. That's very when he oh, I didn't catch that. I got to go back and listen to that. When he collapsed yep. on his front lawn, and he had the, the shovel in his hand, mm-hmm. and he went and killed mm-hmm. the walker that was across the street. Yeah. Was that the little girl That's walker? right. You know, Morgan would have been mm-hmm. another one that would have been good in this show. Yeah. Well. Because Morgan definitely was a... Was a influence. Um, influence on him right from the beginning. Morgan and Glenn were the two most pivotal influences on him throughout the whole show. Um, you know, anyway. I, I'm glad they didn't have Morgan on, though, because I think we're... Uh, we see a lot of Morgan with fear. Uh-huh. And right. But I just I like that they brought back the other characters instead. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I think, I think Morgan was too important to the whole storyline of The Walking Dead not to have him there. But... Kim, I gotta say, you were correct. Anyway, um, 
So the, I I like the uh, so they Rick gets himself off the rebar and then he heads for that he finds that shack. I don't I don't know if you noticed on the shack the name of the family. Yes, from was, uh, from the Carville. Yeah, yes. I think. Yep. Yeah. It was. From Night of the Living Dead, right? Yes, yeah. Night of the Living Dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice, cool little tribute. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was James Carville, the old uh, Democratic no. strategist. <laughs> no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Because that guy is really... Have you seen that guy? He's kind of creepy looking. He is, and he's very Southern. Yeah. Well, it could have been. No. Um, <laughs> I did... I, and so Rick gets himself trapped in there. Um, you know, a lot when you, when you talk about suspending uh, disbelief, there was a lot of times in this thing where the walkers just kind of waited on Rick. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even in that where they're in the in the shack and he burst out the back and there's like nobody there. I know. And then, or, and then they're just kind of waiting. He also was incredibly strong for someone who lost as much blood as he did breaking uh, out of the yeah, back That's of what I was going to say. <laughs> that is but, very improbable to me. But the scene the scene of those walkers reaching through the hole for him, though, was really cool. I yeah. wish they didn't show him losing quite so much blood because that made it more unbelievable. Because, you mm. know, yes, he's injured, but they didn't need to show, like, blood pouring out of him because he wouldn't have lasted, like... 10 yeah. minutes if he was losing that much blood that entire no, time. But, no. but they also had they, to portray him as agonized. Yeah. When they showed him on the horse and the horse starts out just walking. And first of all, I have to say the horse mm. was out walking the walkers. So again, it's like, okay, all these episodes, why is why are they not getting away from these walkers? And you, but you, said, the you said that and I was like, oh yeah, he's getting away. But he wasn't trying to get away at that point. He was trying to lead them. So he's right. Uh, he was trying to hold the horse back, probably because he's trying to. He lead was going these guys at a slower out. pace. But yeah. what I was going to say is that he starts out walking on the horse, and you can tell how much pain he's in. And as soon as that horse starts to trot, and he's like, "Oh God, oh God!" Yeah, yeah. Every mm-hmm. time he bounces up and down, more and, and then more you know, then the out. then the horse started getting blood all down the side of it too. Yeah, which was actually which was really another. cool. And he yep. did look like he was getting ready to pass out at any moment from the pain. Yep. With, yep. Well, with as much blood as he lost, he should have passed out a long time before. Mm-hmm. But that's neither here nor there. We're not going to focus right. on the little things, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, exactly. But we hear Beth right before he starts to talk to Herschel. Do you remember that? No. Saying what? She's, she said the same thing that Morgan said, which is, what's your wound? Mm, okay. What's your wound? Oh, did she? Yeah, and then he starts to talk to Herschel, which was so, so sweet because at Walker Stalker, they said that they showed this episode to him about a week before he died. The finished product was shown Mm -hmm. to him and that he absolutely loved it. This was his last production before he passed away. He Even in this scene, he's suffering from leukemia. Like he, Mm -hmm. he was not doing well and he looked amazing. Yeah, he looked like his normal self. Well, and he was all shaved. He didn't have yeah. the beard anymore. And stuff. Yeah, right, so right. Like and, and again, that's you know, a little bit of the magic of Hollywood. But yeah, and I I liked his message to Rick also is well, of course. no, you don't you don't have to find your family. They're okay, and what you've done is okay. Yes, people are gone, but it's okay because mm-hmm. other people are surviving and going forward because of what you've done. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. You did everything that you could do for everybody. Right. Is that the, after that speech, is that the point where he finds himself in the field of bodies? After that, when he um, talks to Sasha, yeah. Yeah, right. 
Right. Because that really was an incredible scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the faces that you see. Yeah, I had to go back and look at the pictures a little bit afterwards today just to see if I could recognize. And they got almost everybody covered in there. Mm-hmm. Well, that's when we hear Abraham, too, right before he pushes through the doors that say don't open dead outside, which mm-hmm. is different from what we saw at the in season right. one, which is dead inside. And don't was actually crossed out. Was it? Yep. It mm-hmm. said open dead outside. Oh, I didn't see that. Before. Yeah, the don't had a huge strike through it. Uh, yeah. Well... Yeah. And so you heard Abraham at that point? Yeah. I didn't I wasn't aware. That's what when you hear run? Abraham and he I think he said the same thing. What's your wound? So what's the what's the deal with what's your wound? What what is what was the deal with that? Well, Morgan said it at the beginning to figure out if he had actually been bitten or if there was right. some other reason why he was hurt. And I'm right. wondering the reasoning behind the other people saying it is like why and I'm totally throwing this out there. I don't know if this is true or not. That's what we do. But I'm thinking, they're like, what, why are you holding on? It's kind of like mm-hmm. the conversation that he had with Daryl when Daryl's like, you're holding on to a dream that you don't need to hold on to anymore because Carl's gone. Mm-hmm. Or maybe just more simply, what's your problem, dude? Yeah, that could be. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's more uh, mm-hmm. spiritual. <clears throat> like, what's the, what's the wound? You know, why, uh, like mm-hmm. you're saying... You know he's he's sacrificing himself to try and lead this this herd away, but maybe he doesn't need to be sacrificing himself at this point. You know, uh, but but it's more. It, I, I think it's deeper. I, I don't think it's necessarily dealing with what he's doing at that point. I think it's dealing with his own um, issues with with how he was leading the people or something, or why he thinks maybe he he didn't do it right. Enough. And he was fighting with himself on whether he should be leading these away or going to find his family. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was the thing that was. That was his his uh, conundrum was, you know, to stop. Because, you know, at one point he does stop leading them away, you know, and he thinks about leaving them to go deal with it. But then, then he goes into the dream again mm-hmm. and, and is pulled out of it. And that's when he finds himself at the bridge, I believe. Well, he obviously thinks that he had, or he is not forgiving himself for not, for not doing enough, you know. Right. And so he feels like he has to keep doing more and more and more. Right, because like last week he kept saying, he said this many, many times over the years, but I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for you guys to follow me. I did not want to be put in this position, but here I am, and I'm trying to do the best job that I possibly can, but it's just not working. People are still dying around me. I can't keep my own family alive. I can't keep them together. Is anything that I'm doing even worth it? Well, you need to stop taking charge. Well, when nobody else steps up to the plate, somebody has to, right? Yeah. And if people are already if people are already looking to him as that person, then he has to step up to the plate. Mm-hmm. Right. He is in charge. I mean, that's that's where his that's where his place in the community is. Even mm-hmm. if he's a year and a half older and some other people have stepped up and doing things, he's still primarily the guy the guy they always run stuff by. Well, and also that conversation he had with Maggie last week, I think it was, maybe the week before, where she said, you said one day I will follow you, and Mm -hmm. you haven't done that yet. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, okay, you want people to take the lead, but you're also not willing to give up the lead. Yeah. He's standing in the way of that. Right. So the only way that it's actually going to progress is if he's, he's out of the picture. Exactly. Yep. And he gets taken away by guys who want A and B's. A's and B's. Aliens. Well, we'll we'll get to that in a minute. Why don't we go ahead and take a break for a moment? 
And when we come back, um, talk a little bit about Maggie and Michonne and Negan. And then we'll wrap back around to talk more about Rick and what happened at the end of the episode. All right, everybody, we're back. Um, Kim brought up a quick point during the uh, break that uh, we've forgotten a couple things about this field of the dead that we dabbled in a little bit. So, Kim, what were what were some of the things that we also saw in that scene? Well, I know I just wanted to point out that they had all kinds of people there in the field, all the characters yeah. from the years past, and I saw Jesus was poking up. Yeah, at that point. Jesus, I saw Beth, mm-hmm. although that wasn't really the true Beth. Okay. Daryl. Right. Oh, it was the back of her head or someone. Yeah. yeah. With right, her right, yellow right. sweater. Laurie, Laurie was also a uh, stand-in. Oh, okay. And Maggie. Um, and there was also a Carl stand-in. So it was everyone. I mean, it was yeah. everybody he came come in contact, whether they were dead or not. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They were all dead. Yeah, Shane was right in the beginning. I mean, right at the first one you saw. Um, you saw Michonne in there. And... Was Michonne in the field? Which... I yep. didn't see her. Honestly, I mean, I, to me... she Her back was turned to. She was rolled over, but you could tell by the outfit. To me, that her. scene was almost uh, the exact opposite of what we were kind of seeing through, you know, what uh, Herschel was talking to him about. Because, I mean, mm-hmm. it seemed very negative. Like, every, it didn't matter what he did. They all died. Right. Right. But I think what... Right. I mean, yeah, it was kind of a... It was a gruesome way to show all the people that have gone mm-hmm. down. Um, which did kind of, yeah, you know, now that you pointed out, did kind of run counter to what um, Herschel was talking about. Because Herschel was talking a lot about don't worry about it, you know. Yeah, and that's kind of what Sasha was saying, too, in the field. But I think the point Mm -hmm. is that no matter what you do, people are going to die. That's the way of life nowadays. I know, but this was everyone was dead. It wasn't even just the people that died. It was like everybody who was still alive was dead now. Yeah, but again, I think it's, you know, like you could be the most amazing leader ever and people are still going to die. Eventually, we are all going to die. So, but, okay. I don't want to jump off of this too much, but what is, what does Michonne say to him on the bridge? I forgot what she said specifically. The dream Michonne? She said, it's not over, you don't die. And then she said, you know Mm -hmm. why I'm in love with you? Because you're a fighter. So fight, Rick. Fight for me. Fight for all of us. And he said, you're my family. I found you. And she said, yes, you did. And then he said, this isn't real. And she said, yes, it is real. Okay. So now again, yeah, again, I mean, all I, I think like most of his dream state stuff was more or less telling him he did what he could. But that scene to me kind of stood out where that where everyone was dead, that it didn't matter. Right. Like everybody was going to die anyways. I guess mm-hmm. that's where it seemed like a contrast to me with all I, the rest of the stuff that was happening. I feel like what Sasha was trying to tell him, though, is you know, besides the fact that everybody's going to die is that you just need to be your best person. And whatever you put forth into the universe is going to help people. And even if it's the smallest little thing, it could have an impact on other people in your community. But you know, it is funny, um, because that was kind of 
kind of what Herschel was saying mm-hmm. in some respects. Don't worry about it. You know, this, you know, they may be dead, but you did it for the right reason. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not really dead because everybody's moving, living forward, right. you know, blah, blah, blah. And, Mich- and, um, and Sasha's saying something similar. But yet they are standing in a fe- in a gruesome field of a bunch of dead people. Mm-hmm. It's, it does kind of, it's a cool scene, but now I'm kind of scratching my head a little bit about it. I have to admit. Um, maybe they were sleeping. Maybe they were sleeping. <laughs> okay. Maybe they were sleeping. Could have been like, um, I don't know, they found a bunch yeah, of Yeah, it pot. wasn't, you know, they they were being reassuring, but that's not a real reassuring image <laughs> it was, of showing everybody it dead. Uh so. It wasn't like black and white and kind of gory and stuff, but everybody seemed relatively mm-hmm. peaceful. But it was a lot. It was just like a massive field of dead mm-hmm. people. It was a cool scene, no <laughs> doubt. I mean, it was definitely a cool scene to see. I just don't know if it really fit the message. They really should have had a butterfly coming through. Uh-huh. You know, with that message of hope, like life goes on and it's a beautiful thing. With all the dead bodies? Yeah. Could have been. Still a lot of dead bodies there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it really stood out to me when Jesus' head was right there. I was like, "Oh, Jesus!" And he was the most prominent one yeah, when was Sasha like, was talking to him. He was like, like way up, like his head was raised yep. way up. I would like to know how they filmed that scene and how many people were actually there and how many were CGI'd. Oh, a lot were CGI'd. But how yeah. many people were actually oh, yeah. there? That's what I want to know. So, it was just a really cool scene. I think it was one of the most dynamic scenes of the entire episode. It was definitely eye-catching. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. But I uh, I do think, um, before we go any further with Rick and, and his little uh, trip through memory lane, um, I do want to jump over and talk real quick about um, what was going on with Maggie trying to get to Negan and her confrontation with, uh, with uh, Michonne and so forth. I actually thought that that was also really fascinating. Mm-hmm. And... The conclusion of it was it was very surprising. Yeah, it was. I mean, we got to see Negan. Um, we got to see a pretty pitiful Negan. Well, I, I think during that whole conversation, again, like we were talking about last episode, I felt like he was going to try and manipulate the situation. Right. In order to take advantage of her yeah. and get out or something like that. If, if just... you think, if anybody tries to tell me they were not surprised when Negan went back into that cell, they're full of shit. Yeah, oh, I know. Totally. I mean that that really caught me by surprise when he mm-hmm. when he just walked what you know whimpered his way back Cowered into the cell. Back in. Yeah, I was just kind of like, oh my god, he really wasn't faking it. Up until that point, I thought he was just faking it. Yeah, and he's letting her have it verbally. Right. Right. Uh, you know exactly like, in graphic detail. Yes, breaking her down um, in the darkness, and then she's mm-hmm. like, "Come out of the shadows." I had no idea what the hell she was talking about coming out of the shadows, coming out of the shadows. And then yeah, when he did, it was about? just like... She wanted to see him. Yeah, but then know, when, but why? the second he got out of the shadow was where uh-huh. he lost all his power. Right. Mm-hmm. That's why she wanted to see him. Yeah. So, like, hiding light. behind a video screen. So, But it was, I guess, was it more that he was hiding how beaten down he was? He was hiding right. down, like, or hiding how... Um, how much he had fallen from where he was. Right, yeah. She wanted to see him. She wanted to see if it was if he was real. Um, because, you know, while he was in the shadows, he sounded like old Negan. Yeah. You know, he was he was abusing her. He was talking about how viciously he cl- killed Glenn. Matter of fact, he even joked about the fact that he called Glenn old, what's his name? 
you yeah. know, I, I forget his what's name. his name again. Mm-hmm. You know, doing all that kind of stuff, and and we now know that he was goading her to try to kill him. But that's why she kept saying, "I want to see your face." Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not going to kill you unless I see your face first. She's not going to just shoot him in the dark. And and also, I think the fact that he really wanted that he wanted that crowbar to do the job because for him that kind of symbolized Lucille. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it was cool when she was standing there outside the 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 bars, and the way she was holding <laughs> it was like Lucille. Right. So yep, exactly it became Lucille. Right. But. Also, when he did come out of the cell, well, first of all, when she grabbed his ass and threw him out of the cell, because I was like, woo, Maggie. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and he, I forgot what I was going to say for a second there. He The, um, the he sandwich was, was still there. The sandwich was still there. The sandwich was still there. That. But he. Was um, yes. No one had eaten the sandwich. I would have eaten the sandwich. When he was crying and talking, <laughs> telling her why he was so upset, and he's like, I need to be with my wife. I need to be with Lucille. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, not he's no longer upset about the bat Lucille. Now he wants to be with his wife Lucille. Mm-hmm. Are yeah. we to believe that he's really talking about the physical human being of Lucille? Yeah, or do his we wife. think that he is actually equating the bat as his wife? Because she became that comfort to him. Yeah. So you think that you're saying the bat became that comfort? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, to me, I think it was both. I think he was talking about his wife, as he says. And then he was also talking about Lucille. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, we said that uh, in the last podcast that um, we, we feel that the bat became more of the symbol of, well, his power and a symbol. It was always a symbol mm-hmm. of his wife, though, I think a little bit yeah. more, I think, from the writing. They, I think mm-hmm. they wanted it to be more a symbol of his right. wife. I the, the problem I had, I always had with reconciling that is that if he was so damn in love with his wife and so crazy about her, why would he name something that he kills people with after her? It didn't really, it didn't really jibe to me to make a whole lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, almost naming her, naming the bat Lucille, was almost mo- more like a dark comedy. Yeah. In some mm-hmm. respects. So to me, this whole thing of him talking about my wife in a reverent way and talking about Lucille in a reverent way was two different things. Because mm-hmm. Lucille, the bat, I think, represented, like Stu was saying, everything about him the way he was. And and all his power ran through that bat. Yeah. It was like Thor's hammer. Um, he wasn't He wasn't Negan anymore without Lucille. And obviously, whoever he was married to that was Lucille was a mean person. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> well, well, I mean, if if the bat is going around crushing people, it uh-huh. had to be like, okay, well, Lucille's the one that brings the law. In my family, Lucille used to be the one that brought the law. Well, So you wouldn't think that so she was like this a sensitive, bat, loving person. You bring this up a good bat point. and this gore on the bat reminds me of my wife. That's <laughs> but right. you bring up a good point because... It's almost as if he blames Lucille for killing people mm-hmm. and for acting the way it does, air quote. Right. It's his excuse. Right. Yeah. Right. Like, it's not his fault that these people aren't falling into line and Luc- then he has to punish them. Lucille just wants Lucille, some blood. Lucille, it's kind of like the, that, that movie, I can't remember the name of it, but it was one of those horror beef type movies from the 80s where the guy uses his ventriloquist dummy to... And he, the ventriloquist kills all the 
the people mm-hmm. and not the actual the person dummy. controlling him. So yeah. But don't forget, don't forget his wife represented weakness to him. Mm-hmm. Remember, he he explained that her dying was better for him because he would have been weak had she not. And this makes him strong. Right, and Lucille the bat made him strong. Yes. He's giving hmm. her that power that she did not have in life. Okay. Damn, this is deep. I, I do think he's talking <laughs> about two different entities because of that. Uh, through the whole thing, though, like you said, how could you trust him at all? Even when he's crying, whatever, you just felt like he was going to turn on her at any moment. Yeah, because right. it's so not him. Yeah. Oh, it seems like such an act, the whole and, thing. Yeah, and, and even to... Until toward... he walked back into that cell. I, <laughs> even, every even moment then, I of like, it, I thought was sure an act. it's locked. Is I know. Yeah, right. When she, oh, I was even like, why are you pulling him out of the cell? When yeah. she was slowly turning that key, I was like, oh, yeah, Maggie, like, yeah, what are you doing? What are you like, doing? Don't do that. Yeah, he's screwing. Stop I thought it. he was going to overpower stop, stop, her. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> but when don't she, walk in there. Her look of understanding, though, when he does start blubbering like a little baby, and she's like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I came in here to kill Negan. You're mm-hmm. not Negan. Yeah, right. You're you're in so much a world of pain. That you're not even worth killing right now because you're suffering enough. Well, and she understands that whatever Rick no, she and wants Michonne, him to suffer more. Whatever Rick and Michonne had done to him had mm-hmm. been worse than what she would, was about to do to him. Right. And so right, she, right. And she wanted think, him. Right. She wanted him to suffer more. She was like, "Wow, okay, so this is your hell. Well, yeah. You know what? I'm going to leave you there." He's locked away. She from went high fied Michonne right yep. after that. Uh-huh. She's like, "Well <laughs> exactly. done, Michonne." Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and, she she tried to, except that girl ran up going, Rick's on a roll, oh, Rick's on a roll, yeah. and they had to run off. Rick roll. So. Mm-hmm. Well, the conversation between Maggie and Michonne before she ever went down into uh-huh. the cell with uh, Negan was also a very powerful scene because Michonne's like, or was it Maggie? I couldn't sh- believe she gave up the keys. I couldn't believe that either. But when she's like, you're going to have to find a way to deal with this. And mm-hmm. Maggie's like, I've been dealing with it for a year and a half. I've and been trying to deal with it. Nothing has gotten better. Right. I cannot deal with it. And I think when she said, how would you feel if this were Rick, who had gotten the shit beat out of him and died the way he did, the way Glenn did, how would you feel? What would you do? What What would be your reaction? And, Ma- and Michonne knows she would have beat the shit out of him. She would have killed him. And so right. that's her point where she's like, you're right. You're right. You're the one that's got to live with the consequences. So here's the keys. Go do what you got to do. Right. Be good with it. And Figure had she it out. done that, Rick would have been pissed at Michonne. Be best. Be but your best. never came to play. <laughs> Rick ain't going to worry about anything anymore. No. So speaking of Rick, so they run off and, and Rick's tromp, tromp, tromping down the street with the horse, right? <laughs> yes. Heading towards the bridge, right? Man, that river was rolling underneath yeah, that river. It was CGI rolling. Yep. I was waiting to see like sharks and stuff like <laughs> that would <been> great. <laughs> <laughs> like a cow floating down. Or Aquaman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been kind of overdoing that river for a while. It's like, where the hell is all this water? It hasn't been any rain. <laughs> no. But the levee <laughs> broke. Oh, yeah. The levee that was sounds like a good like song, huh? The levee Hoover Dam. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so Rick finally resolves with the, resolves to the idea that he's going to have to take the bridge out. 
or that mm-hmm. he, you know, he thinks the walkers are going to knock down the bridge like everybody and their mother said the walkers would do. Um, turns out <laughs> Eugene did a pretty good job. That bridge was up to the up to the job, and yeah, and and that's where I think isn't that where Rick has his last uh, dreamscape when his friends yes, come in to was... save him. Yeah, that's what everybody comes running in to say. That was really cool, too. Which, yeah, again, you're like, okay, is he awake or is well, he you, That was the most convincing dream sequence that made you think, okay, this is all really happening. Yeah, yes. except yeah, except yeah, yeah. when it, it, it died real quick when they were all standing around in, like, victory formation. Right. You know? right. Yep. And that's when I was like, oh, no, this is a dream. This is a dream. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. But they were coming. They were coming. Yeah. Just not from the right direction. Yeah, and and I thought it was really interesting that um, Daryl was the only one who really figured out that Rick was trying, did not want the walkers to be, to go away. He was trying to pull them across the bridge. Right. Everybody else was trying to distract them to save him, but Daryl was realized that no, Rick is is trying to pull them across the bridge. So he started picking off the ones that were getting close to him. He, he understood the plan. So was it, I guess Daryl said that if they get across the bridge, they'll be headed straight towards Hilltop, right? Yeah. They'll go straight through Hilltop. Mm-hmm. And so his idea, of course, is that the bridge is going to fall, but right. unfortunately it doesn't. Okay, got it. Right. So uh, Rick realizes it, you know, and, and he realizes the bridge didn't come down, but luckily one of the walkers knocks over a pile of dynamite. Well, when Rick... Rick's reaction when they get halfway across the bridge and he's like, the bridge is going to hold. Yeah. Like, fuck. Like, everything I've said. Damn it, Eugene. Yeah. Everything I've said is true. And this bridge is actually what is going to bridge the gap Uh between all of these communities. And we did an amazing thing here. And for that to be like his... His going out moment where he has to destroy the bridge that's actually going to work. Like, right. what a horrible feeling. His, his pet project, he's got to blow up. Yeah. And I tell you what, that was one hell of an explosion. Yeah. That was impressive. You know, when you explain stuff, Kim, sometimes, yeah. if have you watched Drunk History much, Scott? Yes. <laughs> I so want to put Kim's voice with Rick in that situation. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not drunk. No, 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 no. It's no. It's just the way you're explaining. You're like, I really, we did a good job with this bridge. (laughs) (laughs) Eugene was right. This bridge is going to hold up. I just, I'm picturing Rick saying that with your voice coming out. (laughs) I think we need to make that happen. Now that's very funny. (laughs) I think we need to make it happen. I'll try. I'll try. (laughs) We did a good job. We did a great job. I, I, Damn, I, 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 it. Damn it. <laughs> hey, get in touch with Andrew Lincoln. See if he can do, do that. Do some miming to your voice. That would be hilarious. Some dubbing. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or uh, I could just do an episode of Drunk History. Oh, okay. That would be awesome. That would, yeah, okay. We'll get in touch with those guys. Yeah. Or I'll make our that. own. I would totally do that. Walking Dead <laughs> History. Have Rip Grimes saying, totally. Guys, we did a really good job. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that was a sad moment in the show, yeah, and you're making that was a laugh. hell of an explosion. And it, but I did think that um, the way they ended that scene with uh, with Daryl walking off was perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was a really, really excellent image and really wrapped up that whole piece. 
all of Daryl's scene right there was mm-hmm. really good because <laughs> what? And nothing. Stop. Stop thinking about drunk history. I have I'm to not. Be able I'm to not talk. at all. I'm not at all. You're good. <laughs> Any scene with Daryl's good. Well, it is. <laughs> I mean, truth be told. <laughs> Any one of those scenes. Daryl. And when he started crying, I wanted to be like, oh, baby, it's okay. Put your yeah, hand on my shoulder. It's exactly. all right. You, Mama will comfort you. And give him a hug. This, this, uh, <laughs> this podcast is really digressed. <laughs> all right. We're getting out of this. It's a good gutter. thing we have a strong marriage. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that whole scene with Daryl was really good because you the way he just crumbled when he saw... His brother, who is now really his brother again, potentially die. Mm-hmm. And to think that this is his second bro- brother that he has lost after becoming both times. He's he's reconnected with those brothers right before they've passed. Well, and he's always relied on on Rick being the strong man of the group anyways. Right. So, And now somebody else is going to have to step up to the plate. But to watch that person die the way that Rick died, quote mm-hmm. unquote, is devastating to to Daryl. And then to see him walking off, yeah, that was really emotional. That's when I lost it. When Daryl started crying, I was done. Hmm. Did you cry? Oh, yes. I didn't cry as much as I thought I was going to cry during this episode because I was so excited and emotional about all the stuff that was happening because there were so many surprises everywhere. Oh, and I think through the entire time, you were like, well, he's not going to die. Yeah. Jadis is going to come get him. Yeah. So you already had that in your head. Yeah, I did. Mm-hmm. Which was a pretty good call. I that was a pretty good call. I think I went and got a beer at that point. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. But, yeah, I mean, Daryl just looks so lost. And so that just, whew, that got to me. Yep. That yep. really got to me. But then... Scott's playing off. He was crying, too. When they showed the, <laughs> the part with... The, <laughs> When they pulled back and the burning walkers were walking off yes. the side of the bridge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like the lemmings That was off cool. The side. Yeah, no, that was that one of the best really scenes cool. ever of walkers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seriously. Walkers falling that into the river, amazing. burning walkers. That was awesome. Even when they showed it from the helicopter view. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was incredible. That was cool. Maybe that's where all the walkers came from when Fear the Walking Dead in the river. <laughs> ah. <laughs> Charred walkers. The wrong way. Yeah, they were just upstream. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. Damn, Levy. So, um, so Rick's Rick has left the farm. He's he's gone, um, as far as everybody knows, right? And then uh, we go to Anne, who's been and it's dun dun dun. Yeah, so Anne's been in contact with the helicopter boys, and evidently she had convinced them to come and get her, even though she didn't have an A or a B. Um, so they were coming. She said in to pick she had her up. an A though. No, no. She said, yes. she goes, I, yeah, but hold on, please. She says to them, she goes, I know I don't have an A or a B, but I'm, but I'm not playing with you right now. And then. When did she say that? She says that before she finds Rick. Okay. But then when she finds Rick, all of a sudden she has a B. What does that mean? She said, I have an A. Come wrong. and get me. No, nope, not wrong. Nope. Not wrong. wrong. And that's why when she finds Rick, she says, I have a B. I never had an A. She, she, uh, anyway, it doesn't matter. What is the B and what is the A? We don't know. We're not going to well, know unless Kim gives us more hints. And I don't want her to do that. No, no, no. You can tell by what they've already done. She was almost going to make 
um, Father Gabriel into mm-hmm. a walker, right? She had the right. guy, the the lady that was suspended over him. He she was going to bite him. Mm. He was supposed to be an A. So Rick if it, is alive. If it's someone that's turned, then they're an A. Right. 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 So that's what I was going to say. The A's, the A's must be right. turned people, and the B's yes. are not turned people. So why do they want A's? Why would they even want turned people? They're everywhere. Are they know. doing experiments on people or something? I mean, I like, don't know. We'll find out in a few it, episodes. All right. Well, I mean, you're th- like, oh, well, I got all this information, but I'm not going to tell you that part. Well, because then y'all would get <laughs> mad at me for okay. you're right. saying you're right. stuff, you're right? right? Whatever. I can't no. win. Well, Just I mean, let, but hey, well, Kim. Kim, I do, I do have win. one question in the comics. Do they yeah. differentiate people by A's and B's in the comics? All right. So let me tell you this. I have not. I read up to The Whisperers. I have not read okay. it in several years. Okay. And I'm just now getting. I, I want to review it all again. I do not remember okay. them saying A's and B's. There right. is there are characters. I know. I'm not talking about that. But I'm talking about identifying people I that they're bringing. I do not remember them doing A's and B's. Okay. For the groups. Okay. Right. Got it. All right. We'll leave it. But at that. there's a whole nother community that it could possibly be associated with. Well, so, we don't need to know about that. I'm not telling you anything else. I'm just saying there's. Right. So in other it, words, it could, it might not be anything it, to do with the whispers. Exactly. Is what I'm saying. It might not be the whispers. Right. Right. So. So, um, so they ended the episode by doing a little bit of a time jump. Yeah, right? just a little bit. Just yeah. a little bit. Um, yeah. They, they even I I I don't I I got to go back and watch it, but I think didn't they show like an area all of a sudden grow up with it was weeds the, and stuff? Yeah. The place where and, the helicopter took off from, with right, Rick, right, 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 yeah, yeah, evolved. Yeah, into great, this idea. Place great idea, great idea, great transition. The new piece. people, mm-hmm. yeah, yes, and then we see our new group. Um, uh, we we don't know anything about them yet, but uh, they're evidently a group that has worked together because they have kind of a battle plan. Uh, yeah. But they do get surrounded, and then someone starts picking off the uh, the walkers. So that they have an avenue to get out of there, and it turns out to be Judith Grimes. Judith Grimes with her hat on. Grown up. That was so sweet. That sh- that shock made it. That made it a season finale type of episode. Mm-hmm. With like a um, cliffhanger yeah. type thing. But you know what? One thing it does do is you know we were it's a new we, we spent. We spent a lot of time discussing if Rick Grimes is not on the show anymore, who's going to be the leader, and all that kind of garbage. Well, you know, this thing is jumping like five years into the future. Six, and, yeah. Okay. And so this gives the showrunners free reign to do anything they want to with the characters. Because mm-hmm. every character in there is going to change. Mm-hmm. Every, I mean, we've, we, we will for the first time have a character that's only known the apocalypse yeah judith she yeah. was born afterwards and now she's growing up yeah. so you know so every one of the even the young people are all gonna have to be recast because <laughs> they're not gonna be kids anymore that's true and so they can do almost anything they want to with the characters mm-hmm. at this point mm-hmm. so they really you know all the speculation we had about who's gonna be leader we may never know. I mean, it may be just that there's a whole new character leading stuff and so when, forth. For all we when know. I saw that she was the one that shot those people, the first thing I thought of was Mad Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that little kid yeah. with yeah. the gun, like, saving all those people. 
Yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Very true. So, it, and and we also heard afterwards on the after show that about the fact that um, that the Rick Grimes story will be carried forward, mm-hmm. but it won't be carried forward on the show. It's going to be carried forward in a series of standalone movies that'll be featured on AMC, right? Right. And you know, and Kim, it's funny because. The, when I heard that, the first thing I thought about was the fact that you said you had heard rumors that there was going to be a spinoff series. Yeah. This is this the spinoff series. This is the spinoff series. series. Movies. Yep. Yes. This is the standalone movies, no less, but but still a spinoff of the show. Yeah. And uh, and I and you know and I'm sure it's all going to deal with or they said it's going to deal with what happens to Rick after this. Yeah, where he goes and what happens mm-hmm. to his character. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so that'll be interesting. It's nice that uh, they didn't kill off Rick, and and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Mm-hmm. Um, could be very very cool. It, it might also explain how they incorporate. You were saying there were some other communities involved, yeah, and how they may dabble in those communities without um, bringing it into the actual Walking Dead group. Exactly, exactly. Now, what's interesting to me is that six years have gone by and Rick has still not made his way back. Well, that's right, exactly. And we don't know. I mean, all the stuff that they're talking about is going to be happening in between that time. And like you said, if he's still alive, there's there's no way he wouldn't try to get back to them. Well, like Jada said, or Ann said, that the community is really far away. But you know that he would try everything in his power to get back to Michonne and mm-hmm. Judith and right. to the life that he lived. So either it's so far away that that's not even possible or they are somehow keeping him prisoner almost mm-hmm. is or, what I'm thinking. Or or it takes him six years to get back. Or, yeah. I mean, we don't know. I mean, we may see, you know, we may not see anything more of Rick through the through this year, the rest mm-hmm. of the season the the season um and maybe not even next season if they do a series of movies but the season after that he may be back i know he may come upon them six years later scott gimple like we said earlier said he's not going to be making an appearance anymore during the walking dead i find that hard to believe I find I find back. anything Scott Gimple says to be hard to believe. You can't. You cannot trust people named Scott. But all. the exactly. way that he was talking Trouble. on the Talking Dead is like there's going to be a lot of material that's released. Right. It's not just three movies. Like there's a whole. He said there's a whole mm-hmm. series that's also going to be released. And yeah, we'll see about also all that. digital stuff. And he said it's not going to happen now. It's going to happen years from now. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and and a lot of these these guys have all these plans. I mean, I give, let me give you an example. Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Mm-hmm. That was that was originally planned to be three movies, like like Peter Jackson did of Tolkien, right? Plus a Netflix series that explored some of the side characters and so forth that went on for a couple seasons. It turned out being one two and a half hour movie, right? So you can have lofty plans and all this kind of stuff. It doesn't mean that's going to happen. Well, remember what happened to the X-Files when they released that movie. Mm-hmm. It right. tanked. Mm-hmm. Right. So 
Yeah. So that, you know, the one thing we're worried about here with this show is, I mean, we feel revitalized by it, but you know what? If people aren't watching it, they're not going to be able to be revitalized by it. I do have to, I have to wonder how um, well it'll sell with the fact that they are um, kind of rebooting it again, even though we just had a community that was supposedly built up and then the saviors broke it down and now they're going six years in the future and they have a successful community again, like, you know, what, I well, guess I think it, I think what, they're going to have what, some what other this... evil that happens to them. But I mean, how long does that, how long they can they keep doing that? Yeah. Right. I think we were thinking that the year and a half they jumped into the future was going to be the jump. Yeah. That was not the jump. That was a step along the way. The real jump is five years or six years into the future mm. that the series is taking. This this year and a half one was just a step to get to that point. We all thought that that five year jump was going to happen season ten. So mm-hmm. for them to yeah. do it so fast, so well, quickly, got, yeah. how many like three episodes left? Yeah, for this and, and guys, for the, you know, for part A, yeah, yeah, right. They right. still have a whole other half. Well, one no, thing that's, that's great true. though, that's in all seriousness, one thing that's great is normally we would have to wait another month, several months, to find out anything more about this. That's what Next I'm saying. Next week we're going to find out more. Yeah, this was. I mean, like, we're not going to have to wait. This, this was isn't like a cliffhanger a at the end of the season premiere or season finale, but right in the middle of part A of a season. So right. it's so like we'll get to see. We'll get to see all this of. playing itself out. It was our October surprise. Totally. Yes. Totally. In November. Okay. Yeah. So I think we should move on to our hits and misses, though. I do yes. too. Yes. I do too. Um. Kimmy, I would mean, you like to roll us out of the shed with the hits and misses, please? What can I say? The entire... Well, I don't know. You said a lot. The entire episode was amazing. It, it like you said, it revitalized the entire series and makes me excited again to see what but could Kim, possibly what be happening. what was a hit? The entire season. I mean, the entire episode, episode. was... Amazing. I have, I, I mean, Angela Kang, I'm assuming it, this is all her work that um, brought us to where we are. Well, yeah, I mean, it. all we've been talking about for the start of the season or leading up to the season was how, well, this whole thing's going down the tubes. Yeah. Listen to our podcast in the past. I mean, we Last were pretty week. much like, this thing's over. Yeah. What, how, what, how are they going to end this? We're not the only ones. We're oh, not no. the only ones saying that. No, and the I, ratings are saying that. Yeah, but yeah, right. But man, they did a really good job at twisting it around. Yes. But that's yeah, why I was questioning, again, like, how long? Do, how how long can they play that out? You know, right. Yeah. And again, it's it's it also depends on how much of an audience did they already lose before yeah, like, they brought this back. Because, who's who's seeing this turnaround? Yeah. Right, because I talked to several people at work. And one one was telling me, oh, I wasn't even going to watch it. You know, I stopped yeah. watching two episodes ago. And then she said, oh, and I was I was up at one o'clock in the morning last night, couldn't sleep. So I got up and I turned it on. And she said, wow, now I'm back watching the show. Mm-hmm. But if she had not turned around and done that, yeah, she would not be back watching the show. Yep. So I that's what worries me. I mean, I think I wonder how they had lost so much audience this season already. And last season was a debacle. Was that Melissa? No. Actually, oh, okay. it was a different friend. Okay. Now, Melissa was watching it earlier this evening, and all I kept, she kept texting me, Oh, my God, this is awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I just think the entire episode was 
amazingly fantastic. And I'm really excited to see what happens. And I just cannot believe the way that it all unfolded. And the the twist at the end where Rick doesn't actually die. He washes up on shore and Anne whisks him off in a helicopter. I mean, oh my God. Like so many people were just totally shocked about that. So I love that they were able... Nine years in, they were able to deliver something like that. It was fantastic. Good. Stu? Uh, my hit was the scene with Shane, ha. which oh, I thought good. was awesome. Um, and uh, the intensity of him in his whole explanation and even him dogging him over, you know. Um, Judith. His, yeah, Judith. And I thought, and you know, he's sitting there. He's like even intense about how he's eating his French fries. Oh, I know. He's right, like just right. shoving them in, and like you know, it's exactly. Yeah, and then when he just shocks him, and he's like, "Wake up!" Like gets right yep. in his face, and then there the walkers in his face. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah. that was that was probably the best of kind of his dream sequences to me. Yeah, yeah. So I, thought I agree. That was cool. I thought that was incredibly powerful. My hit. Well, I was going to say my hit originally was going to say was the burning. Uh, walkers fallen into the river. Mm. I thought that was incredibly cool. Yeah. But the one that occurs to me, I thought that was a, it was a, probably a pretty small touch, but something I thought was really good it, is in the end when Rick was on the bridge, I did think it was really interesting that they showed that Daryl was the only one who connected with him. Mm-hmm. Right. Daryl was the only one who understood what he was trying to do. Yeah. And I thought that was great because it showed, you know, it showed their brotherhood together, that mm-hmm. the way that they think alike. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, the rest of them are all trying to do the opposite. They're trying to save Rick. And Rick's like, no, I'm trying to save you guys. Right. And Daryl's right. the only one who got it. Yeah. Um, and I think that, that was, uh, I think it was a real powerful way to, to show Daryl out on this story. Yeah. And show their connection. Right. Yep. Yep. So anyway, that was my hit. Okay. Kim, did you have miss? a miss? I have no misses. Nothing. It was perfect. I'm not even upset about, like, if I had to pick anything, it would be that there weren't more people from the past appearing, especially Carl. But honestly, I mean, I feel good about what they did. Yeah, I, 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 you know, the Carl thing was a little weird, and I didn't even think about that, and except that uh, one of our listeners had written in about that and said something about Carl mm-hmm. uh, today. But I had I didn't even think about. I, I'm glad they didn't go through a whole lineup yeah. of people. The whole roll call. Yeah, yeah. Right. Me too. Me too. I'm glad they showed them like in the field, just having their faces. Glenn is the up. one I would have liked to have seen on there, especially since it's been a while since Glenn's on there. Well, and especially since they're dealing with that scene with Maggie and Negan. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, there is that mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. during that episode as well. So yeah. that that exactly. would have made sense to to try and bring that in. A little bit more, but yeah. Um, my miss? yeah, my miss was the the horse. <laughs> like the horse kill almost kills Rick because yeah. it's freaked out by the walkers, and yet all these walkers are right there, and the horse is standing there the whole time. And through yeah. all of it, every time Rick gets off the horse and gets he back, found some good grass, man. I guess, I guess it just didn't make any sense to me. This this horse that is so spooked by these walkers that almost kills him. Through right. the rest of the episode is like, hey, oh, don't worry, I'm right here, I'm the horse. I got you. Not boo. scared at all. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, and that yep. even to to the point where the walkers are like within inches of grabbing the horse. So right. Anyways, it was weird. Yeah, no, I, I I can get that. Kind of a stupid. I, I had. 
No, no. I mean, I actually didn't really have one until we started our discussion. And now I do have one. And it's sad because I, I ha this one is a miss in a scene which I thought was really, really cool. But I'm now really kind of scratching my head about the the field of dead bodies and the message that was trying to be portrayed. Yeah, I still don't understand it, what, why they would it, 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 it kind of clashes. The image doesn't go along with what the message that was trying to be put across to them. So I'm not quite sure what they were trying to do there. It was an incredibly cool scene, mm -hmm. um, and I know why they did it because it was it was visually um, impactful. But we're, miss the we're missing. We're wasn't right. Yeah, we're missing something there, and there must have been. I mean, there, for for that much effort to be going into it, there had to be some other thing that they were trying to get across there that I don't. Understand. I mean, you're not going to stand in a field of dead bodies of your friends and so forth, and someone say, "Ah, don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just what happens. You know, you were, we're going forward. I think uh, if they were saying that, then you'd probably be standing around all these people that died. Mm -hmm. And they would be telling you, don't worry about it. We understand this is what had to happen. Not not the gruesomeness of all the dead you bodies. You did what you there. could, Rick. But you know what? Everything you did, they're all going to die anyways. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, that that would be my only miss in that. Okay. That's valid. Well, I'm glad you agree that that's valid, Kimmy. <laughs> we didn't get any uh, listener feedback this week, did we? Holy cow, man. You guys oh, we did. were super excited about this episode because comments were coming on Facebook like as soon as the episode... Well, actually, during the episode, people were commenting like crazy. Yeah, we actually, I was too, actually. We had to trim a bunch out, but we, yeah. Yeah, we do have some. You guys stopped even contact talking to me anymore because I was writing stuff all the that time. That had nothing to do with the episode. <laughs> but anyways no i just wanted to watch the episode um so carol blair said mg mg and then she said <laughs> really she said it like that she said it just like that she said bait and switch glenn dumpster part two is believable that in six years rick never fought to get back to michonne and judith uh, exactly that's yeah. what i'm saying we'll find out we'll find out we don't know Mm. Pam Moore said, oh my God, I couldn't quit crying. Then what the F? Shane was was perfect asshole and Herschel brought tears. Little ass kicker. Hope for the future. <laughs> Joe Johnson says, kudos to TWD for five-year time jump. I didn't want to spend the next half of the season grieving over Rick. Same. Big ups to Kim for having it right. Oh, Woo Kim. <laughs> I thought we or I thought he would be taken by the whisperers, so I'm only half wrong. Hashtag Commonwealth. <laughs> yeah, we don't know what that yeah, is. Yeah, don't but... spend much time on the hashtag people. Mark Levarnway <laughs> said, OMG, 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 OMG. <laughs> very creative exit, and what Gimple said on the Talking Dead makes this all very exciting. We've been seeing that helicopter since season one or two, it seems. Albeit in Georgia and then D.C., probably not the same one, but mysterious, mysterious, still the same. Yep. Yes, the helicopter has played a part for a very long time, including when the governor was around and a helicopter got shot out of the sky, if you'll mm -hmm. remember. Yeah, I don't think that's related, but No, it's not, but the helicopter has played a part. There's There are helicopters out there. Um, Emmeline Veldkamp said... I don't even have the right words for this episode. Seeing Scott Wilson on screen was so wonderful. I need to watch it several more times before I can even begin to fully describe how wonderful it was. 
Such a perfect send-off for our leading man of nine seasons. Andrew Lincoln, you'll be missed. Yep. Emmeline continued to say, I have no idea how to handle what just happened. All in capital letters. So many tears tonight, (laughs) and now I'm yelling at the screen for that bloody twist. (laughs) Don't yell at your screen. The screen won't yell back. Y'all are cracking me up. Cindy Fletcher Gamble said, I was stunned. Yeah, definitely. I think we all were very stunned. Eileen McGuire at Lovey McGuire said, I love the next three episode previews. Six years in the future? Long-haired Carol reminding me of Grandma Adams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. I saw that hair and I was like, no. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's a little like, weird. That is a little strange. It is a little weird for yeah. after her yeah. having short hair for so long. Uh, Cindy from Columbus said, Hi guys, I wrote about the, the premiere. I wasn't impressed, but wow, I am stunned on so many levels. TWD was amazing tonight. It reminded me of why I got addicted to the show in the first place. It'll totally make up for the premiere. I cannot wait to see what comes next in the time jump. I can't wait for the movies. I'm curious about those movies too, especially because there's three of them. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Be, I'm cu- I, I'm kind of curious as to what the locale will be for them. Well, yeah, I am too. It's going to be exciting. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. Well, uh, Kim, do we have any interesting news to bring up? One little thing I wanted to point out is that just before this episode premiered, Norman Reedus and Diane Kruger welcomed their little baby into the world last week. So sandwiched between Walker Stalker and this episode. Mm -hmm. We don't know what it is. Border girl, don't know a name, but this is his second child and her first. The last kicker. So congratulations to them. So Okay. Amazing. Very good. Yes. Well, um, next week on The Walking Dead, Season 9, Episode 6. That's right, folks. Next week. <laughs> Who are you now? The survivors encounter unfamiliar faces outside the safety of the community's walls, and most decide whether or not this new group can be trusted. Hmm. Yeah, so a lot of our characters have changed quite a bit. We have talked in the past about how the characters really, especially Michonne, have not changed. Well, let me back that up. We have talked in the past about how Michonne has really not changed that much since we first were introduced to her back in season three, I guess. And now she is crazy different. Like she's got half of her head is shaved. She still has the dreads, but she has this like menacing look on her face. Like she's just constantly pissed. She's still wearing the same clothes, though, isn't she? She is still wearing the same clothes. Yeah, but she just looks pissed all the time. Like, she's got resting bitch face, like, all well, the we've time. We've only seen Maybe it just constipated. in the preview, so we don't constipated? know that. Yeah, something. <laughs> it could be. could be. And then Carol, stuff, of course. It's tough out there on the trail sometimes. Carol, of course, has the long white hair. Mm-hmm. That's Which really the, the only two people we saw. We didn't see Daryl. No. Yeah, we did. Did we? Did we see Daryl? Yeah, I, I thought we saw Daryl. He just looks older. Mm-hmm. He was wearing a suit, and he had short hair. Ha! Yes. And he was riding a Prius. Yeah, a Segway. He's riding a Segway around. <laughs> now that would be funny shit. Well, that does bring up a good point. Like, we are now, that would be probably nine years into the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. How different are things now that, like, gasoline is, like, out now? It's gone. It's not working. 
batteries are probably not working. Things, modern conveniences are not right available. So well, that's why it's good to have Eugene. Eugene is building back the uh, 18th century. Yeah. So I'm excited to see how they how they um, tackle the world now that they have to really truly fend for themselves mm-hmm. and and provide for themselves. And then also just how the characters have changed over the next six years. And I have a feeling, you know, there's going to be a lot of just uh, at least several episodes of just reintroducing us yep. to the to the group. So this the uh, outsiders that they're bringing in right now, these are the ones that Judith has yeah. just saved. Yeah. So, yes. But it's more uh-huh. of just like a, a vehicle to try and re-familiarize ourselves with our yeah, characters. Yeah, I have a feeling. Time, I right? have a feeling that we'll be kind of seeing the other characters through their viewpoint. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I was kind of thinking this episode would be Maggie's last episode, so I guess we get a couple more with her. So we still have to go through her exit, her demise, whatever or that whatever. Is. Yeah. So that'll right. be cool. Well, I guess, you know, that, again, jumping five years in the future offers a lot more opportunities to, for them to decide how she goes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. her situation will be completely different at that point, too. Yes, and her baby after, will be bigger. After she's, yep, after she stopped uh, worrying about trying to kill Negan. Right, and what happens with Negan? Is he still in that dungeon, or is he... He is. They show him. They show him on the preview that he's still in there. Oh, right, because Judith is talking to him through the bars. Right. Yeah. Yep. That's just yep. weird. So he's he's just still weird. around. Be It'll cool. be fun. Yeah. Yep. So write to us and tell us what you think is going to happen in the next few episodes. You can reach us at fearmepodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at fearmepodcast and on Facebook at facebook.com slash fearmepodcast. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night, everybody. Kim, I gotta say, you were correct.